Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Peaches. Do you eat them with the skin on or the skin off? This is the most important question you are going to be asked in this 24-hour period. Good afternoon. I'm Bradley Trainer, Along with Holly Roberts today, Colleen will be back on Monday. You're listening to The Colleen and Bradley Show on my talk and 651-641-1071. Raging debate here at Team My Talk. Do you eat peaches with the skin on or the skin off? And this question, I know I've come up with some dumb ones in my day is not actually mine. It comes from Holly Roberts. Hi. Hi. Why are we asking? Because it's peach season, Bradley. Peak peach season. Exactly. So I went to the store yesterday and bought some ripe peaches, and I had one after dinner last night straight from the bag, and it was Mm. delicious. I love a good ripe peach. And I was peach shamed last night. Oh, who, who shamed your peach? My husband. Oh my God, your husband shamed your peach. He was like, ew, gross, you're eating the peach with the skin on. Well, okay, and I should just let you know that we have a very special guest, an expert on such matters, mm-hmm. in the studio with us today, <laughs> and her name is um, B. Arthur. B. thanks for being with us this morning. Hey, guys. Afternoon, I guess. I just overheard the conversation, and I have some feelings about it. You, Yeah, no, truth be told, we were discussing this conversation. By the way, join at 651-641-1071 earlier before the show. And out of our, basically, just out of nowhere, I started hearing, <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> what? Well, that and then has... <laughs> B. Arthur launched forth with her very strident peach opinions. Oh, boy. So you were shamed because... Yeah, how did that work, the shaming? Because you ate the peach? I don't get it. Because I ate the peach with the skin on. Okay. And then my husband, he's like, well, the only way I like to eat peaches is if I boil them and take the skin off because the skin is disgusting. Okay, that's cannibalism and that's illegal. Or you're making like jam or a pie. You don't take the skin off to eat it. Thank you. However, however, I, I don't agree with that. That's just crazy talk. Okay. However... From what I understand, nectarines and peaches are almost genetically identical, except for the fact that one has fuzz and one doesn't. So basically, when you eat a peach, you're eating a nectarine with felt on it. So this voluntarily, was, this was the strong opinion because uh, Holly, like you, I eat a peach with the skin on. I didn't know it was an option to take the skin off again unless I'm making a pie or something. Right. I would never go to, so far as to like let me peel this peach. I've never done that in my life. <laughs> I just eat it. I, although I understand it. I don't understand boiling But what it. we learned after we were discussing this, 651-641-1071, or we're just going to let B. Arthur go off, that you are actually very, very moved by the thought of peaches having skin at all, so much so that you only eat nectarines. I will absolutely. So if what's you your... were at a store 
looking at a selection of fruit. Yeah. One half was was peaches. The other half was something that tastes exactly like peaches, but it has no fuzz. Hmm. Why would you choose the fuzz? I don't know. Why would I you just, voluntarily you know, sign up for that? Holly and I both said this when you were not in the room. Right. We don't like nectarines. No, sorry. Okay, you guys, they're genetically identical. <laughs> I don't think they are. There's something about nectarines that I don't care for. I, I like, maybe it's the, the tactile, maybe I like fuzz. Yeah. What? Who cares if I like fuzz on my We peach? run on well, a pro well, fuzz What do you have platform? against the nectarine? Oh, so you're going to go out of your way <laughs> to find something that tastes like a nectarine, but it's They just fuzzy. don't taste natural. They taste genetically, I'm totally Okay, kidding. you're making this I'm up. I'm totally making yeah, that up. Yeah, they taste genetically Genetically altered. modified. Genetically modified Part of eating a peach, the joy of eating a peach is to have felt in your mouth. Yeah, it is the mouthfeel like, of the fuzz. <laughs> no, no, even Hannah agrees with me. I talked to Melinda. Social media Hannah. Social media Hannah, Hannah said she, if she was forced to make a decision, she would go nectarine. I just, I never buy nectarine. I don't know why no. anybody I buys only peaches. Buy peaches. Although, you know what? Now I'm going to contradict myself a little bit, That's but fine. I'm not sure why. We're, we're, we don't have There's no such strong. thing as a nectarine pie. Yeah, nobody eats nectarine pie. You don't get nectarine jam. Yeah. You don't have, like, nectarine hey, melba. Hey, now I'm feeling like I need to, like, form some sort of association but I think to the protect the rights of nectarines. Is like, that's more aggressive we... to me than peach skin. Because peach is soft, and it just... You're, you're te- aggressive. You're... <laughs> and you get all that wonderful fiber as part of the no, fuzz it's experience. It's felt. felt. Okay, you we felt do... on your fruit. Oddly, we actually have people calling in, so let's find out what they have to say. If you're just joining us, peach skin, do you eat it or not? For or against. <laughs> Teresa's on the phone. Hey, Teresa, what's your peach feels? Okay, so here's the deal. I would love to eat the peach skin... But anybody that has allergies, especially to tree nuts, they can't eat it. It makes their skin, their throat itch. I knew it. I had no idea. So you can't eat poison. I have to peel (laughs) the peaches. I love peaches, but I also love nectarines. Is that like a thing? What's what's about the the peel? Is there something nutty in it or? Yeah. Well, I mean, and if you look at the, the, you know, peaches and. Everything like that grow on a tree. If you look at the inside nut, it kind of looks like a nut. Yeah, I mean, and I think that that the thank fuzz you, on a peach. Thank you, Teresa. I think the fuzz on a peach is technically made of mold, mildew. Okay, uh, you, you are, are so. so full of it. <laughs> She's like, it's felt. Wait, no, I think it's technically mildew. <laughs> so you're eating. It's a fungus. Fungus. <laughs> yeah. So nice try. Yeah. But see, I the see thing what is you're trying to do and here. Pencil shavings. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting though is that Bradley, you and I were pro fuzz. Yeah, and but and we I don't know pro- why it seems odd because I am a very like orally, tactily um, sensitive person. But, but we would also but like eat what, it like I don't without. like wood on my tongue. Like the, me neither. <laughs> I don't like the taste of Nobody wood does. spoons. Right? Nobody likes that. Nobody likes wood. On anyway, let's go to Kathy. Kathy's got peach feels. Hey, Kathy, Pe- peach skin. Are you eating it or not? No peach skins, although I have to say, if I were to eat them, I would eat them cooked, like in a pie. I've had yeah. uh, pies and so on where they left the peach skins in, and that was okay, but not no way could I just take a bite of it with the fur on it. So See? Do you, <laughs> now, see, Kathy, Kathy do you, how do you feel about nectarines? Uh, yeah, I can eat those with the skin. But and, nectarines, to me, are a little more like an apple. They're not quite as juicy. 
Oh, okay. Right. We're kind of plumbing. And they don't have the pencil shavings in the mold. Oh, stop. It is not. <laughs> Kathy, thank you so much <laughs> for your call. You. I, I honestly, I do find it weird because I, I would think if presented with the option, I would not want the tactile feel of a peach. But for some reason, I love just, but it has to be a fresh peach. Like a peach that's not ripe yet is disgusting. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, but that would, an, an unripe nectarine would be good yeah. either. Is a, is a nectarine just, what is a nectarine? I thought, and now I could be wrong, but I thought there was an article recently that I read. In the New that, York Times. In the New York Times. That nectarines and peaches were almost a gen- genetically identical, and the only thing different was the fuzz. But I wonder, did they have to cross it with something, like a plum or a, like... Well, like, Holly, uh, tell, what does Google say? Oh, well, you know, the internet says that a nectarine is a smooth-skinned peach, and that is distinguished by a genetic mutation... So not, you're eating okay, a mutant. Okay, don't, so over, so don't overreact to the mutation. <laughs> so it's been, it's a mutant. You're eating a mutant. So you uh-huh. eat mold and I'll eat the no, mutation. No, but the with mold the is the mold. Fat, millions of years of evolution. <laughs> some kid, some poor child's in his mom's kitchen <laughs> and she's going to get peaches and go, Mom, no. A lady on the radio said that they're full of mold and pencil shaving. <laughs> um, what was I going to say about the, the mutant? The mutation? With the peach. What were you saying? Well, again? so the nectarine is a mutation of the peach. But they're the same as Oh, so basically, a nectarine is like a peach with a Brazilian. Okay. Yes. But you're also, you are discriminating against nectarines. Yeah. Because they don't have fuzz. Well. They're otherwise identical, but you're pretending. So is the skin then, so are we saying that like technically it's just a little hairs on top of the... The the nectarine skin? That the skin is no That makes it a peach? Like the skin is no different? I feel it like sounds this, like it's just the fuzz that's the difference. Yeah, it's just the fuzz. They're the same. Somebody thought, how can I make I a better peach? I also I'll don't feel like the they fuzz. taste the same. I feel like a peach is a peach, man. Right? Again, yeah. nobody makes nectarine see, that's, jam. That's where I think you're being unfair. Nectarine pie? No, I agree with you, but nectarine I just think cobbler? it's unfair. It's all unfair. Nectarine melba? That's illegal. <laughs> Boy, we've solved nothing here. <laughs> no, we have solved nothing. Um, but I think if we counted votes just now, I think I win. No, I actually think, well, technically three to two. Okay, fine. All right, all right, fine. Here's the thing. When we come back, we're going to put something else in our mouth, which is highly controversial. Black licorice, but in a form you're not used to hearing it. So I'm going to tell you what our Cheat Day Friday experience is going to be on the other side of this break right here on My Talk 1071. Every Friday, one of the most exciting things we do here on the Colleen and Bradley Show is throw dietary caution to the wind and try something yummy and tasty or totally disgusting. You never know what you're going to get on the Colleen and Bradley Show for Cheat Day Friday. Good afternoon. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly. And uh, Brian is joining us, too. He's going to join us for Cheat Day Friday. Cheat Day Friday. All right, let's get right into our cheat day. Dirty, rotten cheetah. Cheat day taste test. Yes. Okay, so here's what we're going to do today. This comes from a very special guest, not guest, listener, to the Colleen and Bradley show who sent us a care package. And by the way, dear listeners, feel free to send us care packages with all your yummy treats, and we'll try them on cheat day Friday. And Holly, uh, uh, forgive me, I don't have the listener's name in front of me. I'll give you special mention in the next break. But uh, this particular listener sent us three bars of chocolate from Sweden. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 
that your Swedish? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm going to hold this up, but I already opened the package, so it's going to look a little wonky. So that for those of you on YouTube can see, I don't know how to say this. Do you know how to pronounce that? Uh, I, I can't even read it from here. I think it says Marabou. Sure. It's let's a go Swedish with it. chocolate bar. Marabou. But the flavor is black salt lacrit. It sounds like a mouthful. Oh. I think it's black licorice. Salt lacrit must be um, black licorice in Swedish. Sure, let's go with that. So basically, it's milk chocolate, you guys, with black licorice in it, which I don't know if that's going to be any good. Let's be clear. Yeah. But I, I do I do know the Scandinavians love their black licorice. That's great for them. Really great <laughs> for them. Are you a fan of black licorice? No. Brian, are you a fan of black licorice? Um, I used to like the good and plenties. Oh yeah, growing okay. up, but I don't oh. know. But uh, I, I just kind of outgrew that. Okay, but, well, uh, um, offensive. get ready for it because not only is it black licorice this time, but it's black licorice enrobed in milk chocolate. Now, Holly, do you want to describe what it looks like for you the audience? You didn't give me any. Oh, why? <laughs> you didn't Here. give me any candy. Here, I'll take. All right. Okay, so uh, from what I can see. It looks like a regular piece of chocolate, but you can see the black licorice stripe in it. I don't know if this is going to be visible for the camera or not. Is it going to be? Yeah, you can kind of see it. Can you take a huff? All right. Does I, it smell black licorice, you guys? No, it doesn't. And so I'm kind of excited about that. Okay, so I will say we have two flavors here that we're going to try today. One is black licorice, and one is orange. I don't know. Also, orange and chocolate is not a natural combination for my palate. I feel like it's a very continental combination. It does sound very European. I know mm-hmm. the British love their chocolate oranges. Okay, yeah. so you guys, let's start with, I'll have you guys both start. This again is a Marabou bar, king size, black oh. salt lick. Uh-oh. I just put it in my mouth. Holly you know, you can not. just like huff the lick. Brian, already... feel free to take a, a well, sample. Well, we're gonna have to pass, Brian. Yeah, yeah. I can't guarantee there's an. This is a non. Yeah, I'm uh, allergic to peanuts, and oh, I'm just like, oh. you know, just not taking the chance. No, on you it. know what? That yeah. is a good thing. Do but, not take a chance. Yeah, I'd hate to go to ER on live radio. So please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please don't. We take need care you, of and we need you healthy. Mm-hmm. Also, in the words of Abba, also Swedish. Don't take a chance on me. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. All right, I'm gonna take a bite. Just to... okay. So Holly's gonna put it in her mouth. Oh no. Is it that bad? Oh my god, she literally just spit it out. Holly doesn't do that. Is it that bad? I just rejected it though. Her mouth just couldn't even hold it. No. Okay, hold on. Keep talking. It's not that bad, but I really dislike black licorice, and it was an impulse to just spit it out in the trash. Mm. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash BTPod50 and use code BTPod50 to get 50% off. That's code BTPod50 at Factormeals.com slash BTPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Luckily, I'm so confused right now. Luckily, the aftertaste is, is very chocolate forward and it's not mm. licorice forward. <laughs> Bradley's contemplating this. I'm so... This is such a weird... <laughs> experience in my mouth all right so what's the party happening in your mouth bradley with this swedish black licorice chocolate it's so weird okay sorry i know that it doesn't help to not have no i know it's complex because again like you could it's it is a little salty yeah it's a little black liquor it's almost that good and plenty it's not super licorice right which is I think you might actually, if you were to chomp on it a little bit. All right, I'm going to try it again. Just kind of like, quick, get over it, get over it. Just chew, chew, chew. Because it's not a, it doesn't seem that All black right, licorice Okay. Went on a journey. Okay. Must have Are you in a, a better place? I'm in a better place. I think place. the fat from the chocolate kind of overwhelms the the really strong licorice flavor. Yes, but the licorice ruins the chocolate. I will say the licorice is up front. It, the licorice is up front, and you can taste it before you bite on it. Like you put it yeah. in your mouth, and it's a whiff of licorice at first. And it's salty, which is like a weird... Yeah. Okay. All right, good. Again, it, if it you're just a... joining us, Cheat Day Friday, Swedish. I would never... Oh, yeah, that was a weird flavor now. See, mm-hmm. it. it's like all of a sudden it'll surprise you. You'll be like, mmm, chocolate, chocolate. Oh. That's what I mean. So the first bite that I took of that chocolate must have been very licorice forward. And then it was just like, get out, get out. Yeah, I would never buy that. I would never buy that. Okay. All right. Now we have a second one. And the second one is uh, orange. Now smell that one. I think that one smells very orange forward. Very orange forward. You can't see anything. Oh, God, that's very. It's like (laughs) they basically just squeezed an orange on top of that. You can't visualize the orange in this piece of chocolate. It's just a a chocolate square. Yeah. Average chocolate. All right. I'm going to put it in the mouth. Put it in your mouth. See if it lives up. I mean, it smells good. It smells like a candle. This is fine. Does it taste? Are there bits of orange at all? There's little crunchies. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's very fruity. Yeah. You know what it tastes like? Hmm. Does it taste like anything to you other than orange? There's something, but I can't put my finger on it. What is it? Fruity pebbles? A little bit, yes. It tastes like fruity pebbles. It does Chocolate taste Chocolate like with fruity pebbles, which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. All right, what okay. are we going to rate these? What are we going to rate this? The licorice one, two... For adventure purposes, I would say one... For the salt licorice or black licorice. Yeah. I take back my two. I give it a one. I would say maybe a three on the orange. Agreed. Okay. 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 Well, again, thanks to the dear listener who uh, sent us these beautiful chocolates. And when we come back, 
I need to take a drink of water. We'll be right back here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. And it's time for celebrities behaving badly. What do we call them, Holly? D bags. D bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Oh, hey, Holly. Who's your D-bag? Oh, hey. I want to use this opportunity to call Erica Jane my D-bag of the day. Now, on this show, Bradley, the Colleen and Bradley show, we don't normally talk about the real housewives. No, we don't. But that doesn't mean we can't. But I wanted to bring up this alleged receipt that Page Six dug up about Erica Jane's spending habits. So Erica Jane is getting divorced from her husband, Tom Girardi. Tom Girardi is being sued by including but not limited to victims of an airline crash for saying that he stole their settlement money and used it to fund his lavish lifestyle. Now, I just want to give you and use this opportunity to go through some of the itemized things that allegedly, supposedly, Erica Jane spent all of this money on. Perfect. So lawyers for the trustees overseeing the Girardi Keys bankruptcy, that's Tom Girardi's law firm, found that Erica Jane's company spent more than $25 million on her American Express bill, assistance, and a glam squad. This is all according to a legal demand letter sent to her lawyer yesterday. So... The letter alleges that the money was transferred from Tom Girardi's law firm into Erica Jane's company and notes that she is the sole owner of the company. Now, that should be noted because basically throughout this entire saga, it's been like, what? I don't know where the money comes from. But it's, um, but it's kind of right there. But it's kind of just sitting right there. Yeah, exactly. So according to this letter, it claims that from 2008 to 2020, $14.2 million uh, was charged to an American Express card. God, I wish I could understand what it feels like to charge $14 million on a card. Yeah, so Erica Jane, she's talked about having an American Express black card, which is basically like... Is, if, is that the one that is like, you can just you can just pay whatever you want or spend whatever you want? Yeah, I think, you know, from what I understand, from... A person who can never qualify for an American Express black card. Never say never, Holly. Well, that's true. Okay, I'm going to manifest that out into the universe. But you, yeah, if you have to ask, it's like one of those things when you go into a fancy store and you see something that you want to buy and you're looking for the price tag. If you have to ask how much something costs. You can't afford it. You can't afford it. So she also spent $1.5 million at something called the McDonald's Selznick Associates Agency, which describes itself as the first agency dedicated to represent dancers and choreographers exclusively. She also spent another $1.5 million on unknown purchases. Now, uh, Erica Jane's company, according to this letter, also gave Kim Kardashian's ex-assistant Stephanie Shepard $100,000. She also gave a beauty agency another $20,000, a makeup artist $1,000, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, and then within this, what's interesting, too, and this kind of goes with the Colleen and Bradley show line of thinking is that she paid E5 Global Media. They published Billboard and the Hollywood Reporter $8,000. The Los Angeles Times Magazine $10,000, perhaps a little pay to play experience. Oh, interesting. In this. Yes. 
We know that happens. Yeah. We just don't normally get to see it actually happening. Exactly. Now, according to the lawyer representing the trustee uh, in this statement that Erica Jane owes Girardi Keese over $28 million for her purchases plus interest. So, you know, I just wanted to bring this to light. We're in as much as it's like, I'm really curious at how the Real Housewives franchise handle stuff like the Erica Jane saga or that like the real the real housewives franchise there's a lot of funny money that's going on there and it's really fascinating to see all of the receipts for all oh, of this kind and, of spending and let's be clear it's just more obvious in this world there's a lot of funny money happening throughout Hollywood it's just that real housewives is a little more obvious yes right like or i should say the characters right mm-hmm. like you you definitely see, um, let's just say they're perhaps not as good at hiding things as uh, others are. Because I have to believe that there are many other shady business dealings throughout Hollywood that we never are privy to. Oh, absolutely. So anytime that we get to see this, it's really fascinating. And the circumstances surrounding all of these lawsuits are just really ugly and, and horrific. The allegations against Tom Girardi's lawsuit. Yeah. Uh, you know, the background of that is that they're being sued for allegedly taking the settlement money from an air crash from Lion Air and then basically funneling that into Erica Jane's quote-unquote lifestyle. Mm. Mm-hmm. And this is not the only person connected to a Real Housewives franchise that's actively dealing with financial repercussions. Oh, no. I'm not. Well, let us remember the Real Housewives of New Jersey, Teresa Judice and yep. her husband. And who's the one with the... Um, Oh, gosh. What was the scam? Oh, she was uh, scamming uh, elders over the phone in a telemarketing scam. Yes, it was telemarketing scam. Jen Shaw. Now, if Jen Shaw is found guilty of that conspiracy of uh, telemarketing, she could go to jail for the rest of her life. And what's fascinating, too, is that, you know, Jen Shaw, from the footage, she's essentially like doubling down on all of this stuff. And it's Mm -hmm. like, no, there are actual real life consequences. That's what I don't understand. That's the thing about reality. It's I always assume that everything is fake, right? And everything's played up for the cameras. But I do believe that there are actual people. I think in the case of the Kardashians, where oftentimes the things they're telling you are real. It's just that the fact that they're engaging in like i think sometimes the way they live this is going to sound weird but just go with me sometimes the way they choose to live their life is solely for the purpose of the camera meaning these are choices they would not have made if there were not cameras in their face yeah right which me which is even more maniacal or insidious than hey we're on a reality show let's pretend we're doing x y and z like there's almost some more respect for trying to create a you know, storyline that's not true because, you know, your real life is maybe not as interesting versus like I'm literally going to make consequential life decisions solely for the purpose of an audience. Like that's yeah. a level of commitment to your craft that is creepy. <laughs> and yeah, and, and by, I have to yeah. feel like that does happen on occasion with some of these people and you watch them and you think, oh, my God, did you not know that you were going to I mean, you're living your life out in the open. How did you not think we were not going to all find out about this? Well, that's the hubris involved with these cast members of the Real Housewives franchise. That is just completely mind boggling. Like if we go back to Jen Shaw for the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, she and her assistant are charged with conspiring to defraud older and computer illiterate people 
by operating a multi-state telemarketing and in-person sales team. Well, that would also sell being m- on a reality show. Yeah, what? but what? but they did this before they even were on the reality show. So oh, okay. they were scamming and funding their yeah. lifestyle. And then that lifestyle was the basis for Bravo executives to cast this person in their series. And they are out there. Now, if, I mean, I'm going to go to but wouldn't our- you, if you had done that, <laughs> Previously to being on the show, and the show was like, hey, you want to be in this show? I don't know that increased spotlight is the thing you're going to run towards after what you've done. Thank you. Right? Right. I mean, if they came to you, Holly, and said, we want to put you on a show, I mean, you would have to really get rid of some bodies before you'd be fine with that. Mm Because you have, you know, you have some bodies buried around. Maybe. I'm just saying. Also, they would be like. (laughs) No, we're not going to film you watching YouTube videos. All I night. mean, sorry. I think that's a show I would watch because it's kind of like the mystery science theater of YouTube. Basically. Right. Like, let's just sit around and watch YouTube videos. I'd be fine with that. I'd watch. Hey, Who's your want- D-bag? Thank you for asking. Um, you know, my D-bag is sort of a mixed D-bag today. And specifically, it's the Sun tabloid, but also Fair Abraham, just because Fair Abraham's a, you know, mm, mess. But this particular story, and I'm going to bring this up here so you can actually follow along because I did not include the link. Here you go, Holly. There it is. The Sun reported on this story about a video that Farrah Abraham posted about her daughter, Sophia. And Sophia is headed to middle school. Oh, well, congratulations. grow up so fast. But the Sun has this story that says, spoiled teen mom Farrah Abraham rips or ripped by fans for showing off daughter Sophia's materialistic homeschool locker with no books. And then what we're treated to is like everything we're treated to with Farrah Abraham. It's a hot mess bunch of lies. And it's literally a picture of a locker that she got for Sophia um, because Sophia is homeschooled. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which because Farrah is always on the go. And she doesn't seem to want to be tied down to one location. And that presents a problem for her daughter, Sophia, getting a traditional education. But anyway, so she got her this dumb locker. Holly, can you see the locker? Yeah, the I photo can see of the it. locker. Can yeah. you tell the audience? I'm sure they'll be able to relate for when they were in school. What kinds of things are in the locker of this middle school student? Mm, well, we've got a pair of sneakers. Because sometimes you need to change into for gym class. yeah for gym class. She's also got a bag, but it's a quilted designer handbag. Yeah. She also has uh, stickers. Kids like stickers. And in the back, it looks you, like she has a uh, hundred dollar bill. She got some cash in there. I don't know if that's real cash, but there appear to be several hundred dollar bills. Tacked to the back of the locker. Because you know what motivates a sixth grader is $100 bills. Yes. (laughs) Money. Uh, Well, I mean, you know, at Farrah Abraham University, that's the most important thing. It also appears that, I don't know, is some kind of fragrance or makeup product. Well, it looks like she has some beauty things because you want to refresh. But she's not. Sophia doesn't use lip smackers like middle schoolers do, you know, just on average. It's like she's got the full like beauty glam squad in and her locker. There's a full mirror on the inside of the door, like uh, with a ring light for the yeah. selfies. Selfies. Also, are those like expensive headphones on the bottom there? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So like on the one hand, gross. Thank you, Fair Abraham, for really putting your child's best foot forward and their education. Um, but also, son, come on. 
Like, it's Farah Abraham. We don't have to take every bit of bait that she serves us. She's intentionally trying to get us to pay attention to her by posting this stuff on TikTok. She knows exactly what drives people nuts. If a week goes by and Farah Abraham doesn't get a headline that says, fans disgusted by her disgusting display of motherhood, right? Like, that's what else is there? She smacked her kid in the face with a Schmex toy yeah. in a car. Yeah, a giant Schmex toy. Literally. You can look Threw it up. Threw it at her head. Hey, I'm... Because it was in her purse, and she was going through all the things in her purse, and <laughs> flop, it came out and hit Sophia right upside the head. Hey, man, I'm glad that there, she's going to middle school. Congratulations, you know, Sophia. Also, I just want to thank Farah Abraham because it makes me want to call my mom and say thank you. Because for all of the grief that I gave my mother growing up, Never once did she do any of this. Did she? No, nope, never, never did that. Nope, none of it. So thank you, Mom. Love you. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, I don't know that I would call this a D-bag double down, but um, let's just say Jeopardy hasn't had the best couple of weeks. And we'll tell you why when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Happy Friday as we approach the 2 o'clock hour here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. I'm Bradley Trainer. Colleen will be back on Monday. Holly is here. Brian is here. And Holly, we've got a special giveaway. Giveaway? Tickets to see Tyler Henry, the Hollywood medium. He's going to be at Mystic Lake on October 28th at 8 p.m. The tickets are on sale now. But if you want to win a pair of tickets to see Tyler Henry, the Hollywood medium, why don't you be the fifth caller, 651-641-1071, to get those tickets. Give Brian a call, and he'll take... Your call if you're calling number five. Caller number five, six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. All right, Holly, we need to go right to it's not quite a D bag double down, which we've been doing a lot of. But I will say Jeopardy maybe hasn't had the best couple of weeks. And there was news today that their new host, Mike Richards, is no longer their new host. In fact, he stepped down today. Yeah. Jeopardy for the past couple of weeks. What is woof? <laughs> Good one. Jeopardy is the answer what to is that woof? question. So, what my, is you should have known better? Oh, what are you thinking? What is air through the teeth? So, Mike Richards announced this morning in an email to Jeopardy's staff that he was going to be stepping down as the new host of Jeopardy. Now, these are his words from Mike Richards quote, It's become clear that moving forward as hosts would be too much of a distraction for our fans and not the right move for the show. Mm, That sounds very political. It's all for the diplomatic. Okay, so what is this really all about? Because this is now the second time that Mike Richards has been in headlines for a controversial reason. And this time, ultimately, it led to him stepping down, although he'll still be the executive producer of the show, but he will no longer be the new host. Why do we find ourselves here today, this Friday, April, April, what? August 20th. So the first time that Mike Richards was in headlines was that Richards was forced to answer for comments cited in a pair of Prices Right lawsuits because he used to be the co-executive producer of the Prices Right. Yeah. And so those resurfaced earlier this month. Then now we're talking about Mike Richards again because the publication The Ringer reported of the existence of something called the Random Show, which was a podcast that Mike Richards did in 2013 
in which he, quote, repeatedly used offensive language and disparaged women's bodies. Now, this podcast was recorded during his time as executive producer on The Price is Right, and it was co-hosted by Richards and two others. And so, according to this article, Richards made sexist comments towards his co-host and other women, and uh, he made anti-Semitic remarks. And so, naturally, people were not here for that. Now, what was interesting with this uh, story from The Ringer is that, you know, once word got out that this story was going to be coming out, he took them all down. All mm-hmm. those random podcasts yeah. were just taken down. Yeah. And, and then he talked about it. He he apologized mm-hmm. for his statements on these podcasts. And then it seemed like, you know, all systems were go that Mike Richards was still going to be hosting. He filmed five episodes of Jeopardy yeah. yesterday yeah. for the new season, but now he has stepped down. So what's interesting to me about this is it's so obvious or it should have been so obvious that this this should not have happened, meaning whoever was in charge of this process failed miserably, which means ultimately it's probably best that he's not the host, because if we've gotten this far with this information with the I don't want to call it scandal, but with the controversy or the just obvious missteps around the launch of this move, this development, like it's only going to get worse from here. Right. Like, so I, I, I mean, it just shouldn't have even gotten this far is my point. And so that belies a lack of organization, a lack of leadership, a lack of just somebody dropped the ball in getting us this far with him. Like this should never have happened because he was recording that podcast while he was a producer on the show. Very likely they knew about this podcast. Now it didn't seem like it was the worst transgression in terms of the things that he said that an apology couldn't have, you know, ameliorated. Mm -hmm. But that said, like, you shouldn't be here with that. You should have already dealt with that before you made the announcement or, or never made the decision to put him in that position. Right. Because you would have known that that was going to happen. And also the lawsuit stuff was the other like foul that made that didn't make any sense to me. Why are you why are you promoting this person who's already going to have that tarnished image the moment you announce him? Like literally it was here's the announcement and then the stories were sitting right there mm-hmm. about his involvement in these controversial controversial lawsuits. It's not that he doesn't have a right to do it or he needs to be canceled or like all that falder all. But like just from a like management standpoint, like why why were we ever this just seems like an obvious fumble. Sure. Well, you could also point out that the obvious fumble came from within because Mike Richards was also the executive yes. producer. Yes, of Jeopardy. which means there was nobody checking his like he thought this was a great idea and nobody was there to tell him, no, this is not a great idea for us. And here's why it has nothing to do with you, Mike Richards. It has to do with Jeopardy. And now we've tarnished the reputation of this show, which I would just like to remind you ha- enjoys probably a level of appreciation above and beyond most institutions in our country right now. Oh yeah, like like be like it actually is one of the few things that rises above the political divide we find ourselves in, day in and day out at most levels of our, you know, society. This is like one thing we could all enjoy, right? Yeah, we can all give answers in the form of a question. <laughs> it unifies us but together. Like Alex Trebek, yeah. loved by everyone. Right. Jeopardy, 
loved by everyone. LeVar Burton, loved by everyone. Mayim Bialik, mostly loved by everyone. I mean, there were so many better choices. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know. I don't think that. I, anyway, the moral of the story is there were so many better choices. Why? Why? And to your point, I think it was because Mike Richards was probably far more in control of this process than somebody who had a clearer head and a greater distance from his controversy. Yeah, which is fascinating because as executive producer of Jeopardy, which by the way, Mike Richards is still executive producer of Jeopardy. He's just stepping away from hosting. Which also just seems weird. Like now every time we mention Jeopardy from now on, it's going to be, remember that Mike Richards guy? Oh, he's still in charge over there. Yeah, It's fascinating because if Mike Richards, you're in charge, you're the executive producer of Jeopardy, You didn't bother to vet yourself or to think about the scenarios in which you would be vetted by the public because, like you said, Jeopardy, Jeopardy, Bradley, same thing. (laughs) This is a beloved institution and people are very emotional. And now you just took us, you just took us all on like a, like a Jerry Springer ride for no reason. Exactly. Literally. You threw the chair and got people upset now. Yeah. So do better. Now they're looking for a permanent host. Who knows who that's going to be. Here we go again. Okay. When we come back, quarantine lifestyles of the rich and jealous. They're rich. We're jealous. We'll tell you who they are when we come back right here on My Talk 1071.